I'm Jennifer Gonzalez from the Cult of Pedagogy podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in three, two, one. Administrators also have their hands tied. Mm -hmm. That there are things that are required of them that they also know aren't like what are truly best for kids. And you're going to have administrators who are going to think that it really stinks, but they can't communicate that well with their staff. So that perspective If I had that, I feel that I would have been able to deal with the situation in third grade a lot better, knowing that perhaps they too agreed with me, but it was just something that we were going to have to deal with rather than me thinking that it was like an us versus them situation. Hey, hey, Burned In Teachers, and welcome to the Burned In Teacher podcast, one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. If we've never met before, my name is Amber Harper. I am your host for the Burned In Teacher podcast, and I can't believe it, but this is actually episode 20 of the podcast. And In celebration of this, I feel like it's just perfect that one of my very best friends is going to be on the podcast today talking about our struggle with administration. It is now the month of February, and the theme of the Burned In Teacher podcast is going to be Administration is Burning Me Out. The more research, the more conversations, and the more reflecting that I do on, you know, how difficult teaching can be is the fact that your administrator and your relationship with your administrator can really make or break your experience as a teacher in a building. And not only that, but every building is different. Every administrator is different. We're all people dealing with people both above and below us in our jobs. And I'm so grateful that Rachel came on the podcast to help to share our story and our lessons that we've learned from mistakes that we made both together and separately with our teams and a little bit about our journey together and our journey as we separated from that school um, professionally, definitely not personally. She and I talk almost on a daily basis, but Rachel has a lot of value to add for the podcast today and helping us to understand what we can control, what we can't control and how to find people to talk to that will help your blood pressure go down rather than up. But before we jump into the interview, I wanna let you know that this episode was brought to you by the Teacher Burnout Quiz. Find out what type of teacher burnout you're struggling with so you can take the appropriate steps necessary to begin to beat it. This quick six-question quiz will help you not only identify what burnout type you are, but I send you results that include action steps you can begin taking today to begin beating the burnout. Go to burnedinteacher.com slash burnout quiz and begin to take control over your burnout today. Now let's get started. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher podcast. I'm Amber Harper and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, 
advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. Rachel, I'm so glad you're here today on the Burned In Teacher podcast as one of my best friends and as someone who I know has a ton to share with teachers about burnout and great advice for everybody. So thanks for joining us today. No problem. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So I know tons about you, but the listeners I'm sure are really interested to hear about your teaching journey. So can you tell us some things about what you've experienced in your teaching career so far? Yeah. So I, my first teaching job was an hour from my house. Um, When I graduated college, I sat down with a map and I said, how far am I willing to drive? And I'm going to apply to all of those places. And lo and behold, practically the furthest place I applied to (laughs) was the only one to offer me a job. And so I took it. Mm And so I taught third grade for two and a half years. And then I took a job actually much closer to home um, halfway through my third year teaching in um, a brand new position that they were making. They were completely overhauling their ENL program. And so they um, kind of took me on board and it was really neat to just kind of build this program from the ground up. And then I did that for two and a half years and now I'm back in the classroom teaching fifth grade. So help the listeners understand as well, how many school districts have you taught in in the past so, um, few years? So I've taught in two school districts, mm-hmm. um, one school teaching third grade, and then in my ENL position, I was in 10 elementary schools in the corporation. Last year, I was also at a middle school. Um, the next year, we split up the schools, so I was in just five schools, four elementary schools, and one middle school. And now this year, I am just at one school in one class, teaching one set of students, one grade. (laughs) So I know a little bit about how you felt about all of those positions. But Uh so tell me a little bit about the transition from one classroom to 10 to five to one. (laughs) <laughs> what did you what did you prefer? What was I mean, what was it like first of all to make those transitions and and what did you what do you prefer? Um I I think at each point there were definitely perks. So right out of college I loved being in the classroom and having that control um of what I taught, when I taught it, how I taught it. And I learned and grew so much with the teachers that were around me. Well, I know specifically you had a really awesome team leader like those last the two years. best team leader. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the best friend. Yes. <laughs> <Aka> you. <laughs> um, and so, like, I loved being in the classroom and just getting to be innovative and um doing really cool things there. Um, What became hard was administrative decisions and perhaps like my immaturity being fresh out of college and not being able to communicate as well as I could now issues that I was finding. Um, And so towards the end, it became a bit stressful. But then I really enjoyed then my new position within ENL where we got to just build this new program because I got to bring my ENL expertise with my minor from college and my additional licensure 
and um, just getting to work with so many different building principals and teachers and experience a lot of different um, buildings and how those atmospheres can vary from like clientele of students to how the principal's running the building to just um, how the staff get along and collaborate and work with like auxiliary teachers mm-hmm. in that case. Um, but then I guess in that instance, it was a lot of dealing with adults and teachers and those kinds of problems and not so much getting to innovate and create lessons like I had been doing in the classroom. And so I love now getting, having had both of those experiences, Mm -hmm. getting to be back in the classroom gives me a different perspective on how I'm interacting with our support staff. So like our ENL teachers, our Title I teachers. And then um, I'm getting to, again, be able to innovate and create and teach in the way that I've always wanted to teach. You got a lot of different perspectives from that position with the 10 different schools. I mean, that's probably more than 10 administrators when you factor in, um, you know, like assistant principals or deans. And then, oh my gosh, countless teachers, because you pulled, you pulled students from multiple classrooms in those schools, correct? Yeah. So I was working with students kindergarten through fifth grade at the middle school, you know, sixth and seventh graders. So their six teachers that they all had. So yeah, I definitely learned the art of communication Mm -hmm. in that position, which then like looking back to when I was teaching third grade, I wish that I had those communication skills because I probably would have handled things differently, Mm -hmm. but live and learn. Yeah, me too. Me too, my (laughs) friend. (laughs) So, um, so I did ask you though, what was your, which one do you feel now, you know, looking back now as a full-time classroom teacher again, which mm-hmm. one do you prefer? Um, I definitely am preferring where I'm at right now. And I don't think I could pinpoint like a specific reason because I'm not that same like teacher or person that I was. And I have all of those different experiences. It allows me to appreciate my position now and work with um, our support staff a lot differently because I've been in their shoes and I know what it's like when um, teachers aren't willing to collaborate with you or aren't sharing what's going on in the classroom. And so just all those different experiences have allowed me a different perspective right now in my room. Mm -hmm. If you're burned out, I'll bet you catch yourself saying things like, no one can possibly understand where I'm coming from, or what's wrong with me? This is what I went to school for. Why am I so miserable? And even things like, if I tell anyone how I'm feeling, they'll think I'm being negative. I am so burned out. Maybe I'm just a negative person. But saying these things doesn't solve the real issues you're struggling with. You have to do something. Teachers from all over the world have joined the Burned In Teacher Facebook group for reasons such as there's too much to do and no time to do it, or my administration doesn't offer any guidance or support for me, or my class is out of control. 
plus many, many more reasons. These are all issues that we tackle in the Burned In Teacher Small Group Program. Starting April 8th, the doors are open again for another Burned In Teacher Tribe of teachers who want to join this group and start taking control over their burnout. Throughout this eight-week program of support, you won't just get access to me, but also access to Burned In Teacher mentors who have finished the program, as well as the current members who are in your tribe. We will have weekly group calls, access to our Burned In Teacher Tribe members-only Facebook group, and of course, a Burned In journal to help you to document your reflections and actions throughout the program. For more information or to read and watch testimonials from past Burned In Teacher Tribe members, go to burnedinteacher.com slash B-I-T coaching. That's burnedinteacher.com slash B-I-T coaching to get all of the information that you need to decide whether or not the Burned In Teacher Small Group Program is right for you. Doors are open now for you to register for the April Tribe. Let me take you from burned out to burned in. Rachel, tell me a little bit about a time that you've experienced burnout and what you've done to solve it, or if you're going through it now, um, what you're doing to support yourself through it. Okay. Um, I can think of a time back when I was teaching third grade where I was having a lot of difficulty getting my point of view across to my administration Mm -hmm. and, um, we were having lots of issues where I was bringing up a situation with a student and I didn't feel like it was getting solved appropriately. And my administration thought that I was going above their heads and trying to solve this problem. And it was so insanely stressful. Um, It got to the point where I am only able to have a conversation with a building administrator if I had a union representative with me and they had an additional administrator with them so that both sides could have their sides of the story documented and recorded. And it was just absolutely ridiculous and frustrating. And it essentially became the reason why I left teaching third grade mid-year. Prior to that point, I had done really awesome things with my students and my administration had seen that. So they'd given me students that presented lots of different challenges. Mm -hmm. And so with that, you know, I had students that were requiring um, me to take them to RTI and through the RTI process, students that were um, potentially going to be tested for special education services and without being able to communicate with my administration just on like a drop by like drop in basis mm-hmm. I was going to get nowhere with them and so I felt at that point that I wasn't serving my students well and that it would be better if there was someone else who was going to be able to communicate openly with the administration. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what left me, what led me to leaving that position mid-year. And I mean, it was just super intense burnout. I remember going home and the stress of the day, I would fall asleep at five and not wake up until 
five the next day because of just everything going on. Um, and then it really stunk because there was additional like turmoil within our team. Like our whole third grade team I felt was really supportive of me, which then like created this very like us versus them culture with the administration. And it, it was just the most insane, difficult time of my life that I hope to never have to repeat. I, I was there with you during that time. <laughs> it was extremely stressful. It was extremely, extremely stressful. And you've all heard my story about leaving mid-year and, and this is what was happening at that time. So tell me a little bit about looking back in hindsight, because Rachel, you and I have discussed this situation in our teaching lives many, many times. And now being older and wiser, <laughs> wiser. <laughs> we definitely have some things that we would have changed about our reactions mm-hmm. and the way that we handled our realities at that time. Yeah. So just tell me something that you learned from that situation in your career um, and about yourself in any in any form. Yeah. I've definitely learned from that position and then in dealing with all the administrators I have in previous positions that administrators also have their hands tied. Mm-hmm. That there are things that are required of them that they also know aren't like what are truly best for kids. And you're going to have administrators who are able to are going to think that it really stinks, but they can't communicate that well with their staff. And so that perspective, if I had that, I feel that I would have been able to deal with the situation in third grade a lot better, knowing that perhaps they too agreed with me, but it was just something that we were going to have to deal with rather than me thinking that it was like an us versus them situation where they thought that they were right and I was wrong and they were just like trying to get their ideas and points across. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you took the situation personally? Um, Yeah, definitely. And that's something else that I've realized in my wise um, age now. (laughs) Your wise age of 27. (laughs) I'm 28. (laughs) Oh, 28. Sorry. (laughs) But, you know, in my maturity over the time, I learned to not take those things so personally. Um, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I had to sit my students down and we talked about our locus of control. And I was like, you guys, these are the things that you can control. And these are the things that you can't because they were having issues. And even though I knew that back in that time, I wish that like, someone had sat me down and be like, Rachel, these are the things that you can control and you can't control the secretaries and your administration and your boss and your boss's boss and all of those things because it was, it was hard mm-hmm. going through all of that. It's hard when you're in the thick of drama and turmoil to remember that. Mm-hmm. It's, yes. re- it's really, really difficult. So what would you tell a teacher that is in a situation of just stress coming at them from many different um, areas from their team and from their administrator, you know, people who are just feeling even, even maybe feeling under attack because I know that's kind of how you felt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
one, like find your support people. So, you know, at home I had my mom who was listening to me and she could tell you every single detail of the situation. Um, just, you know, having that person who's removed from the situation, but can, you know, listen to your play by play, but then also like find that support system within your school. So whether it's someone like your team teacher or even just like the custodian who's going to listen to and talk to you about the situation, just having someone in your building is paramount. Like it's so important to be able to like run to someone Mm -hmm. like on your lunch break or at the end of the day when, you know, stuff's gone down to just be like, oh my gosh, just listen to me. I'm not expecting you to solve all of the world's problems now here with me, but to have someone there who's going to listen. I remember um, having like a very tense conversation with our assistant principal when I was teaching third grade and going back to my room and a friend saw me and she like knew that I needed to vent and she closed the door and I was livid. I just like so upset with the injustices that I felt were happening and we didn't solve the world's problems, but just being able to share that right there in the moment helped a little bit. Mm -hmm. It can make a huge difference. So Mm -hmm. I have another question about the venting that you mentioned. Yes. What do you feel is the difference between venting and seeking support that can help you to be successful in that stress, in that stressful position? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like venting, you're not seeking a solution or you're not seeking a, an answer to what's causing you stress. It's just, you know, this event happened and right now I just need someone to listen. And... Um, versus like not, I guess, trying to problem solve it. So this is my problem. And then figuring out how can I make myself feel better about it? Mm -hmm. The reason I ask you that question, Rachel, is because I feel like as a team, we were really great at supporting each other, Mm -hmm. but I feel like we were great at supporting each other by venting. Yes. And as the team leader, I'm really embarrassed and ashamed that I took the situation so personally and did not seek solutions. I only sought for people to agree with me and us in our situation. Does that make sense? Now, (laughs) I'm not saying that other parties I feel are completely innocent, but I, what I am saying is that I wasn't innocent either. So, but I feel like if I hadn't had that situation in my teaching life that I wouldn't have grown to be the type of teacher and leader that I am now because I made those mistakes that I've grown up not only um, through gaining years in my life, but grown up (laughs) in realizing the perspectives that I should have and could have taken in that situation. Do you feel the same way? I do. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that there were probably conversations that could have been had with my administration that could have worked to solve 
our problems. So, I mean, like embarrassingly enough, I raised my voice at my administration trying to share my viewpoints and my ideas of what was going on. And now I feel that I have better ways of communicating with them. And I could have sat down and had a conversation with them to try to figure out solutions to what I felt was this enormous problem. And just realizing, you know, the students in my classroom were going to stay the students in my classroom. That wasn't going to change. It was just going to be how was I going to handle teaching them. Mm-hmm. So you said, number one, find a support system, not a vent, yes. not a vent system, a support system, someone yep. who you can bounce ideas to solve this drama or this stress. Yeah, someone who's mm-hmm. going to, I guess, lower your blood pressure. I feel mm-hmm. that sometimes vent sessions turn into this um, situation where like everyone's blood pressure is like rising because you're sharing all of the problems of the world, your classroom Mm -hmm. (laughs) at once, you know, and everyone's just sitting and complaining. And I think that there's a totally valid point to that. And there, you know, are times when that has to happen, but you need a system where you can just sit and be like, um, this isn't working. What do I do? I love that. I think that is a a great way to put that. So you need to have a support system that helps your blood pressure go down rather than up. That is wonderfully put, (laughs) Rachel. And second of all, you said open up the conversation with your administrators. When would you suggest having that conversation? Oh my gosh, right away. I mean, um, being back in the classroom, I have students that cause me stress, but it's nowhere near what I had had in the past. And I right away went to my administration and I said, this is how I'm handling these situations. Mm -hmm. What do you suggest? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I got words of affirmation, like that's exactly what I would do. But just taking that on my own rather than after five office referrals, sitting down with my administration going and I, I guess almost humbling myself to say, this is my problem. This is what I'm doing. What do you suggest? Mm -hmm. So that my administration is seeing that I'm wanting to grow and take their suggestions. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great approach. Do you have any other suggestions for teachers going through this? Just like I said before, remember what you can control and Um, just remembering that our administration, they don't, they can't control everything either. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of times we get stressed out because they're telling us that we need to have control of our data and we need to be looking at it to make sure that it's informing our instruction and all of those buzzwords in education right now. And at the same time, it's because someone's telling them that too. Mm -hmm. And so it's just remembering that some of the things that they're asking of us is not because they're wanting to, but because of what they are being asked to do. As the wife of a principal, I can tell you that that is 100% true. Um, I think different administrators have different ways of handling 
you know, that whole messenger side of things, because really a lot of times they are the messenger between, you know, the mm-hmm. central office and the teachers. And, and sometimes it's, it's hard not to, not to get shot as the messenger sometimes, you know, exactly. Um, but, and, and there are different ways that you can, um, convey that information to teachers or support them in different ways, you know, different principals have their different strengths, but it's hard. It's hard to have that job because mm-hmm. being a principal is stressful from what I've seen with Jeff, but also having the responsibility of delivering information in a way that's not going to cause stress to your team at your school is really, really hard. Yep. So that's excellent, excellent advice. So is there anything else that you feel would be helpful to share with teachers that are, um, that are going through burnout? Um, do you have any other pieces of wisdom or or advice that you'd like to share with them? I mean, my six years of teaching have brought me so much wisdom. They really have. (laughs) Don't devalue your experiences that you've had a lot. Um, I guess it's just working to make sure that you are making things easy for you. So reminding yourself that you can't stay at school for hours and hours. Mm -hmm. I still try to remind myself of that. That's not going to make you any more effective of a teacher because now you're going to be crabby and sad because you are not getting enough sleep and you're not seeing your family enough. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know, just put in the time that you need to and don't think that the more time is going to make you that much better more effective. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree. I preach that to teachers all the time. So it's interesting that you bring up the locus of control and what it is that you have control of because there was a really interesting conversation that I was so proud of our Facebook group members. And listeners, if you're not a member of the Burnt and Teacher Facebook group, I strongly, strongly suggest that you become one because there were teachers that came out of the woodwork last night helping to surround a teacher going through a struggle that I've never seen before. And I, I am so, so proud to say that the Burned In Teacher Facebook group is that support system that will help your blood pressure go down. It was very clear from one of the teacher's posts that she was seeking support. She was seeking help. And Rachel, you even offered a really good piece of advice to her. So in your experience, would you agree that that this is something that has that is helping teachers to bring their blood pressure down? I just love how you brought that up earlier. <laughs> it's such oh a gosh. great way to think of it. 100%. Um, I know I commented on that post just saying, don't doubt yourself. You know, we as educators are um, constantly seeking professional development and finding ways to improve our craft. And in that, when we have people that are coming and questioning the things that we're doing, we just have to know that it's like with sound practice that we're doing and making those choices Mm -hmm. and not worrying so much about you know, having that Pinterest perfect classroom or that Instagram ready classroom. Because oh my gosh. Yes, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't have the money or the time to devote to that. But yeah, it's just, it's hard when you're constantly not just met with verbal criticism or what, what may seem to be criticism, but then mm-hmm. that visual criticism that we have on ourselves when we look at things um, online. So yeah, it was a very, very sound piece of advice that you gave her last night. And I'm I'm really sure that she benefited from, oh my gosh, 
what was it? 20 comments of support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so again, I really encourage you if you are someone who's not finding that support system in your school or in your friendship circle, jump into the burned in teacher Facebook group uh, request to join and I will get you in there as soon as possible. So now it's time for the burned in teacher this or that lightning round. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. Coca-Cola or Pepsi? Diet (laughs) (laughs) Coca-Cola. Always thinking outside the box, Rachel. Rain or snow? Ooh. Um, I'll say snow. Oh, because I went to the Garth Brooks concert a couple Mm -hmm. of um, weeks ago and it was raining and I was just standing there like, I wish it was snowing. Oh, yeah. This would be so much more enjoyable if it was snow. Right. I agree with you. Snow versus rain, at least snow leaves something pretty behind to look at. I don't know. Maybe you agree or disagree with me, listeners, but I would much rather have snow than rain. Although I would much rather live in Florida than Indiana, too. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess I'm a little confused on what it is I want. Rachel, thank you so much for your advice and wisdom. And it's it's so nice to have this conversation on air of you and I kind of sharing our experience together. Overall, it was a wonderful experience. I oh learned. We ahead. talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm constantly texting you and messaging you about the awesome things that we were doing and seeing and things that were going on in the corporation that we left mm-hmm. and how we missed that. We do. We we learned a lot of valuable teaching lessons about instruction at our school that we taught at together. And I still come back to those to this day and still use the things that I learned there. So mm-hmm. that is, that's a huge takeaway. I'm glad you brought that up. So Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today on the Verded Teacher Podcast. Thanks for having me. So there you have it. The ins and outs of Rachel and I's experience with <laughs> reflection over the way that we handled our relationship or lack thereof with our administrators whenever we worked together several years ago. Rachel had such sound advice as many of the guests on the podcast have, and I am so, so ready to share them with you. So Rachel, my takeaways are really, really solid from you today. Have conversations that lower your blood pressure rather than raise it. As Rachel stated, when she and I were working together and really struggling with our teaching journeys, we talked a lot, which is great. It's it's amazing to talk to people who understand, but we really weren't talking each other down. We were having conversations that really raised our blood pressure and didn't help to solve the issues that we were having. The second piece of advice that Rachel gave was to start conversations with your administrator the minute you feel there is a problem and ask them questions that show vulnerability and willingness to grow, such as what would you suggest or have you ever experienced anything like this before or what advice do you have for me? Not waiting until you've sent five office referrals, tried numerous things, and now you're just coming to them with a sense of extreme frustration. This really shows them that you're willing to be a team player and seek support right away from them whenever you are having a problem. The next piece of advice, I love this, humble yourself. Asking questions to people who have been around 
and have dealt with the same things that you're dealing with is huge in helping to solve these issues that you're going to have as a teacher. We will never, and I'm serious when I say this, we will never have it all figured out. No one does. There is always something new to tackle and to try to um, seek support from, from others around us. So please just humble yourself Ask for advice and support from people that have come before you and may be able to help to take the stress off of your shoulders a lot earlier than you trying to do it yourself. The next one is so good. Remember what we can control and what we can't. Those words of advice don't need any explanation. There are things in our careers that we can control and things that we can't. And it's important for us to focus on the things that we can control daily. Otherwise, you will lose your mind. This last piece of advice is all about empathy. Remembering that your principal, your assistant principal, they're human too. They have things out of their control. And showing empathy for that and knowing that they a lot of times are just the messenger in this of this information that does not make you happy and it doesn't feel like it helps you will really help you to feel like you can control the situation a little bit better. Knowing that they are human just like you, just coming to work, trying to do their job the best they can, sort of humanizes the entire situation and may lower your blood pressure a little bit. So I hope that these tips and takeaways have helped you to reflect a little bit on your relationship or past relationship with your administrator and helps you to start taking steps to build that bridge rather than the wall that I've talked about before. We've got some great guests coming onto the podcast this month, all about administration is burning me out, including some administrators. And I really can't wait for you to hear their stories. They learn lessons through mistakes just like us. So stay tuned for next week's episode of the Burned In Teacher Podcast. That's it for this week's episode of the Burned In Teacher Podcast. Until next week, take a deep breath. You are your own hero. And you just took another step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Burn on. If you want to be updated on the latest Burned In Teacher Podcast episodes, don't forget to subscribe to the Burned In Teacher Podcast on Google Play or iTunes. Also, please consider leaving a review and leave a rating so that other teachers who are feeling the burnout can find this podcast to help them feel supported as they continue their journey out of burnout. Thanks so much.